Hi guys, it's Mike. This is episode 33. Unfortunately, there was a problem with the audio. I hemmed and hawed about releasing it. And Brandon and I discussed it. I tried to clean it up as best as possible. And this is what's left. The audio in the video portion is actually better, although still not great. So you can watch the episode on YouTube. This applies both to the pre-show and the regular show. Thanks, and I'm sorry this happened. I am addressing it. Brandon? Hi, Mike. How are you, buddy? I'm great. You look like shit. What? Really? You got some weird shit. Oh, yeah. It looks good. It's called Cowboy it's Pride. Cowboy <laughs> Pride. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Scored another 51 points yesterday. Against I don't, every It's an NFL team. Had. It's an NFL team. I mean, Whatever they chose barely, to play on the I mean, field Alabama has to tackle probably people. beat them. Well, Alabama can beat a lot of teams, just so you know. Okay, fine. Georgia could beat them. <laughs> Georgia can also beat a lot of teams. Okay, fine. Uh, Cincinnati probably could have beat them. You know what would be worse? If you're a Packer fan and you lost to the Lions. The Packers didn't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a loss. The, pa- the Packers don't care. They don't care. They have the number one seed wrapped up. Or if you're a Lion fan and you get mad for your team winning yet another game and moving you down in the draft pick. Well, that's just par for the course. Like, if you're a yeah. Lions fan, you kind of expected that. If you're still breathing as a Lions fan. That's true. If you haven't hung yourself already. <laughs> we Welcome to episode the, 33. We should Wait, put the, the suicide hotline number down. The, okay, yeah. For, for, for Lions, Lions fans, fans. And Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Do they have fans? Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they do. It's warm out there. It's sunny. Huh. Sun, sunshine well, be... in the stadium. I saw fans in I the stadium. I thought that, like, fans of the other team showed up. Probably Jacksonville fans. They might be Jacksonville Bulls fans, which is a team from the USFL, which is coming back. I just saw a commercial. The USFL is coming back this year. Yeah, nobody's going to watch. I'm going to watch because I'm a fan of the USFL. We had the okay. Chicago Blitz, which was an awesome team, which I see is not one of the original six or eight teams that are coming back. That no longer exists. But all those other ones, New Jersey Gen- Generals is the team that Donald Trump owned. And the Houston Gamblers is where Jim Kelly started playing. So the Tampa Bay Bandits, that was a good Didn't team. Steve Young play in the USFL? Yeah, he played for um, the LA Express. That's right. Yeah. I, there was a lot of good football players in, in the I, USFL. I'm sure there will be plenty of other good football players that come through there. I'm just saying nobody's going to care. Well, this is why it doesn't work. And just for you that are just tuning in, Mike Morazzo, Brandon Silvera, Episode 33 of the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast, talking football. Um, (laughs) This is why people won't care. And this is why no spring league has ever succeeded. Not even the XFL. It's fucking spring and summer. The XFL when it first started. People, we lost the first game at work, actually, a bunch of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, People want to do other shit on Sundays than watch football during the spring and summer. Well, yeah, because the weather's nice. 
Yeah, it's, you're not stuck in a house where you can go, oh, what we can do? Oh, there's football on. Huh. Let's just it's sit on the couch. It's 32 and, below zero and snowing. I think I'll stay inside. Yeah, and except watch by this. you. It, that's how it works that's out here in the Midwest and that, in the East true. Coast. But by yeah, you, so there's always something to do no matter what. Well, when I lived in North Dakota, we had a combination of uh, NFL Sunday ticket and the red zone. And like Sunday all day. Oh, that'd be great. You yeah. make chili and watch football. Oh, man, that sounds good. That's like a, re- a retirement goal of mine. Sunday's just vegging out in front of the football. And then every now and then we'd peek our, peek our heads outside and be like, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's too fucking cold outside. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. I worry, though, because the more I see of the NFL and I find out what they're using their money for, I don't like. Are you, you know, surprised? No. I try to ignore it. A lot of my friends at work no longer watch the NFL because of that shit. But I don't care. You know why I watch the NFL? <coughs> I'm, I'm a lot why? like um, uh, Denzel in Training Day. It's 99% bullshit, but it entertains me. Yeah. I don't give a, I don't give a rat's ass what any of these people think. Yeah. Just go, I guess, just go right? out and entertain me. That's all I care about. Are you not entertained is what Maximus would say. I was very much entertained today. Today? Today I was very entertained. Yeah. You got lucky. Sli- slightly stressed out, but <laughs> I texted you that I was going to watch your game, and you're like, this game is turning me gray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. And then when they scored the game-tying touchdown, apparently my son and I could be heard uh, down the street. <laughs> Did your neighbors text you? No, my wife did. She was coming back from picking up a, a drive-up-and-go order from Target. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She heard you down the street? Yes, in the car. <laughs> that is hilarious. Good. I'm glad that you had an exciting Sunday, an end to your Sunday, before you go off and watch 1883. Yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, we got we to get through this. All right. So uh, let's get right at it, man. How was your week? Uh, not bad. It was short because I had to call out sick on uh, Friday. So apparently, tenth time is the charm. Tenth time love. got me. <laughs> it is kind of funny. <laughs> You're exposed to COVID the, the COVID all year, got me. and it, it got finally me. got you. It will break through, buddy. It, it, it will did. find a way. It did. I was. I I looked at Delta. I wiped my ass with Delta. Nice. And the regular. And, and and well, I'm pretty sure I and I I can't prove it because nobody knew what COVID. Right, was. you weren't taking tests back then. But November of uh, 2019, I was I was really sick, and uh, I don't think it was over here yet from the state from China. Well, we hadn't verified right? it yet, but I remember uh, the grim the crypt the keeper, grim reaper. Uh, no, the uh, oh. crypt crypt keeper uh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi standing out in Chinatown saying, "Hey, the water's fine. Come on down. Come on down." And then, you know, I was sick for like three weeks. Yeah. So I was fine. Got vaccinated. Got the Moderna one. Got the good one. That's what I got. Yeah. And then uh, it got me. So, yeah. Had a, <laughs> so, had a head cold. But, I had a head cold the... for the last week. So Okay. And backache, you said. Yeah, it was weird. Like, you know how when you get sick, like your body gets kind of achy? Yeah. Well, my back started hurting like a son of a bitch. You sure that's not from carrying a rookie for the last week? I mean, it could have been. <laughs> so, yes. It's funny you mentioned that. Do you, did I tell you that I had to kick him out of the uh, driver's seat? I don't remember. You did. Uh, 
So there was one I day I told I him, that, so. hey, dude, my back hurts. I don't ever want you to get into a wreck, but especially today because my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. And then he almost got into a wreck where I almost got T-boned. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so then we kicked, kicked him out. Him out. So I, I'm assuming that I had COVID all last week at work. And then finally. <laughs> so now he's sick. <laughs> yeah, he, called he called out on Friday and you called on Friday. Yeah. So. So you yeah. had a nice four-day weekend. Yeah, I did. Oh, you're having a nice four-day weekend. Yeah, I have one more day off. It's it's amazing. I'm telling you, man, swing shift is great. This yeah, is me every just... other week when I get a three-day weekend. Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, every other week. I'm telling you, man, this this whole getting sleep thing. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a big yeah, fan no, of this. No kidding. That's why I try and get eight hours, but it never. Still not yeah, the same in your body. Your and even if you do get eight hours, it's not restful. Sleep. No. You just feel like so, shit. No, so this week we had to have the, um, him and one other recruit, we had to have a talk of, um, like, hey, you guys are supposed to be like a week away from going out and being in plain clothes and then two weeks away from being on your own. Right. And you're not even remotely close to to performing at that level. And then you handed them the McDonald's application. <laughs> no, because I'd probably get fired for it. You make him drive the squad. He's driving. You drive in the squad, and you go. I'm really hungry. I need to get lunch. And then you go say, "Go to McDonald's." And you go to McDonald's, and then they roll on the window, and then it's like, "What would you like?" And then he's like, "Yeah, I want a quarter pounder meal." And then, okay, hold on, my my FTO wants something. Yeah, I need an application for this guy. (laughs) He's like, "Fuck." There's like as we drive by places, like, huh? They're hiring. I can't believe you get in trouble for doing that, man. It's it, dude. I'm telling you, man. It's this whole new generation thing of like, you can't be. Where's all the fun gone in our field, dude? <laughs> Zero fun. That's why no I want to have my dad on, because he's got some stories that would make you go, what? Just make sure the statute of limitations is run up on some of that stuff. <laughs> he's too old to give a shit. <laughs> I know, but still, we're uh, definitely having my dad on. Yeah. So, you know, we, we went to, uh, I, th- I really thought for sure we were going to see a dog bite. A dog some, fight? No, a dog Mike. bite. Oh, I there's thought you meant Michael Vick moved into the neighborhood and he was, no, you no, thought there was going to be a dog fight. You don't want to come out to California. Are you kidding me? All the animal lovers here. Yeah, I guess. So this, uh, this guy ends up having a felony warrant for absconding from parole. Okay. And uh, he's barricaded himself in like this little back shed in the backyard. And I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. So our canine unit shows up and they're like, you want us to bite him? We're like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, we do. They're like, all right, hold on. Let's throw some pepper in there. So they have like these little, uh, little uh, uh, um, so. Wait, they, what? Throwing pepper? Yeah. That's, it's you mean pepper OC, spray? Like yeah, so it's pepper like grenades? OC, it's like an OC grenade. OC grenade. So they toss it in there, shut the door. It doesn't go off. <laughs> so like, Screw it. Guy he one. Puts it on some pizza. <laughs> so they got another one. Threw that one in there. That one doesn't go off. <laughs> so I just tossed him <laughs> what, a can of pepper spray. I go, just spray him. Spray him, damn it. Quit well, wait, don't you have quit. to get close to spray him? No. Well, not with the, the new stuff that we have. Like, we have the, the gel stuff. How and far it, does it, it go? Maybe probably about like 10, 15 feet. I, I so you have to be within 15 feet of them. I feel. Or are you going through a window? Spraying it into a window? Just reaching in the window. and. I got you. So he's spraying him. Uses up one. Grabs another one. 
Guy's in a tool shed. Yeah. Just refusing okay. to come out. Finally opens the door, coffin. <laughs> it's like platoon. They and I'm, platoon. And I'm watching my I'm watching my boot because he's on the yeah. uh, on the hands team. He's gonna put he's gonna lay oh, here we go. He's gonna lay hands on him. Yeah, he is. And I'm like, yes, finally. Did you bring up lay your hands on me by Bon Jovi on your phone? I have it playing. It was in playing your in my head. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I can't do it. And they yank him out and they dog pile on top of him and I can't see what's going on. I'm like, Ugh. You're all getting covered with pepper spray. Fuck him, fuck him up. And uh, yelling from the sidelines yeah. like a proud parent. Yeah. Get, Kick get him. his arm. Get his arm. Wrap it around. Break it. Yeah. <laughs> so afterwards we're canvassing to get the statements of people that heard us t- tell him to show his hands and to stop fighting and stop resisting. I can't believe he made us do that. So anyways, I pull him aside and I go, hey, did you use force? He's like, no, I don't think so. It's like all all firm grip and stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know how to articulate things already to get out of a use of force report. I'm like, all right. Like, well, you still got to write it up. You know, you still got to write the report of everything you did. And he did. And I'm reading his report. You did a good job? Oh, boy. I'm I'm reading his report. It's a whole lot yeah. of like, hey, there were canine amount announcements made. The guy said he was going to come out, but he didn't come out. The guy was being an asshole. The guy, there were all these pre-assaultive indicators. His fence, his fists were clenched. He had a bladed stance. I could see that his arms were tensed up. I could feel the tension in his arms as I tried to secure it. And then he adds one little sentence. The suspect was taken to the ground. And I put my hands on him. What? Yeah. He I just said he put his hands on him. How else was he taken to the ground? How else was he taken down to the ground? Just by magic? Like, what do you mean? You put your hands up? Well, yeah, they grabbed him, they pulled him down to the ground, and I just kind of put my hands on him. Like, well, what did you do? Did you like did you grab his arm, twist it back there? Did you kind of get him in a little bit of a of a twist? Control hold. Did you, did you twist him up a little yeah. bit. Did you give him a little what for? It's like, no, no, I just kind of held him down. Held him down. Okay. Like, so you're telling me you wrote like a page, a one page <laughs> detailed report. report to I didn't use any force you, on him whatsoever. You, I just held him down. You didn't do jack shit. Iro assisted the takedown team by holding down the offender. Yeah. End of report. I, okay. So <laughs> let's make this a little bit better, dude. All right. You you touched him, right? You you felt him. Yes. What did you feel? Uh, I could feel him tense up. Cool. We're going to put that. I could feel the suspect tensing up. Was he moving? Yeah, yeah, he was kind of rolling back. Yeah, I could feel the suspect turning back and forth, violently trying to, to escape the custody. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Like, you do realize that this makes you look like a bit of a bitch, right? Because <laughs> what? You're listing out all these things that you felt by touching his back ever so gingerly. You might as well have just patted him on the head and gone, there, there. It'll be okay. okay. It'll be okay. Want a hanky? For all that shit in your eyes? All that. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, dude. See, no report. they didn't do I'm, anything. I'm telling you right now that if I had like same thing, I wouldn't have written a report. 
No. Because you didn't do anything. No. I showed up. I acted so. like a little bitch. And then I canvassed and then I left. It was a bitch fest. It's, oh my God. Like. So I, you, I want to bring up the whole canvassing thing. Okay. So you do that. And you get this guy out of the shed and he's taken down. He's brought into custody. Now you guys, you have body cameras. Mm-hmm. You have to walk around and canvas to make sure people heard you saying what you said, which is on camera. So what we do is it, it's more of a CYA thing. It's, there's nothing written down. It's like, oh, you shall do this. Okay. We'll go like a couple houses each direction. Knock on the door. Hey, did you hear anything just now? Yeah, you know, we could hear some commotion going on there. We could hear the police yelling, like, stop fighting. And we just heard him yelling, being an asshole. Perfect. Now, do you get their names, date of birth, oh, yeah, addresses, phone numbers, yeah. all that, and put it in the report that after the event, you canvassed the neighborhood, you yeah, spoke I with this witness who stated this. Okay. I contacted the residents at 123 whatever street. Um, I used to live there. Identified as, you know, Billy Joe Smith and Jose Cortez. Uh, both of them said that they heard a commotion. Uh, they could hear police giving instructions to stop fighting and to uh, give them his hands. Uh, and they could hear the guy saying, F you, I'll, you're never going to take me alive. And all this Copper. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. That's interesting. It, it's more of a CYA thing so that when the independent police auditor, which I guess is kind of like the COPA thing that Chicago has, except we, we only have one person. Okay. Not a whole... Yeah, not Most a whole team. civilians that shouldn't be looking at anything law enforcement related yeah. whatsoever. So we only have one person that tries to screw us over. And With then, no training? Yeah. I actually had okay. one try to open up an IA complaint on me one time because I had a uh, thin blue line flag patch on a, on a utility pouch on my outer carrier. But that got squashed. As it should. Our, any complaint that comes to about us comes to our sergeants first. So first they have to go see the shift sergeant, and that usually goes about as far from me to this mic. Yeah. Literally. It, <laughs> and then they're like, have a nice day. We'll take care of it. And yeah. When, when they ask, I want to talk to your supervisor. Perfect. Yeah. Let me get him Hold over on. here. Yeah. Sergeant, we need He's you coming. to stop watching Netflix. This guy wants to talk to you. All right. Yes, Put down the stone. Fucker. Because he was being a fucker. Right. Okay, fine. I promise I won't do it again. Today. Till the next time. Yeah. Yeah. I won't do it again until I do Click. it again. Right. But sometimes they go to like directly to the independent police auditor, the IPA. Uh, and then they call up IA. That's not a beer. The IPA. Hmm? Yeah, no, it's not a good beer. That's not a beer. That's no, not beer. Okay. It's a it's a mean person. All right. But that was So that's it? Yeah, that was pretty much the highlight of the week. I mean Sick Boy. Oh oh, you had to talk with your guy. Yeah, we had the come to Jesus talk of, look, you sh you're like technically two weeks away from being on your own, and do you think you're performing at a level of being on your own? That's conducive. Yeah. He's like, um. I like to hear the answers to those questions. Yeah, he's kind of like, uh, sort maybe like no. The answer is no. The answer is not even not <laughs> not one fucking prayer. No. Dude. Mm, or let me see. No, 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 think about it. Not like maybe if I clean up like this one thing. Like no, no. You. No. The answer is you're extended. Yeah. The you're answer is extended. you're going to be an FTO for a little bit. So get used to it. It's going to extend you. 
Yeah. All so right. we'll see if he uh, if he's at work too. I actually have to finish his DORs from last week. <laughs> Don't let him get too far behind because you're going to forget what you. What well, one, one's just a placeholder because he was sick, and the other one, I, yeah, I still remember, and I, I feel bad because I've been in his shoes, not doing well during FTO, and uh, and then you get no feedback for like four days. Well, he gets feedback instantly. He just doesn't get the written oh. feedback right away. Okay. So I tell him what's on the DOR before I even write it. Like as the day is going, right. like, you know, you fucked that up, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, yeah, pretty much. Okay. So. DORs. Easy money. Easy money. Give Easy me that. Time. I don't know how. Yeah, yours. You do that shit after shift, right? You stay and write stuff up. Well, I can write and it. And it goes home. as overtime? Yeah, I do it as overtime. But if he has a report to write and he's going to write it on overtime, I'll write his DOR at the same time. Uh, but if we get off okay. on time, I will write it the next morning as I drink a cup of coffee. Okay. And that's way better. And you put in for overtime? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Our department would never fall for that trick. Well, my department really needs FTOs. <laughs> yeah, well, we need them too. But they just make us do it all on time. No, like, no, that, we have no. to come in early if we're going to do a DOR. At the end of the shift, I'll pull the guy off the street within 30 minutes, and we'll go do the DOR, and then we're done by end of the shift. We don't get to – unless we're, like, really busy and it gets carried over to the next day, I still don't do it on overtime. I just do it at the beginning of my shift. You should really just do on it On straight overtime. time. I do it for overtime. Yeah, I should do it for overtime. I like but. money. They just wouldn't okay it at my department. <laughs> my department get that shit done on regular time. You got no. 12 hours to sit and write another DOR. You're here for 12 hours. Just write the DOR now. We'll see. Now. Your so guy also doesn't be. ride with you for the full shift. Not anymore. Right. We so just you have time hours. to where you could do it. I'm with the uh, guy not, the entire shift. Yeah, well, that's true. I'd, I, did, I, I guess I would do it before he comes in. Or depending on what shift you're on, because on the day shift, he doesn't come right. in until 11. So you can do it in the morning yeah. if you didn't get to it the day before. So like on the night shift, he's Technically, you could have some downtime there. where you don't have to either train or do something like that. Like, I'm right. pretty much yeah. going for the full 10 hours, and then... Yeah. And then I write that. All right, well, I'm sorry to hear that uh, he's already looking for a job at, like, Gas Pro or whatever he, else he, he can... He might be a CSO. Who knows? Maybe, can, maybe he now pulls out of the tailspin. So he's been hired by your department, and if yes. he doesn't make FTO, when you extend him a couple extra weeks and he's still not going to be a police officer, are you telling me that they will offer him a CSO job? Potentially. Potentially. Really? So from what I... That's it's, interesting. It's not too uncommon where guys don't make it through FTO. They go into the CSO program. They'll do the CSO gig for a while, and then if they ever feel like they're ready to come back before their post-certificate expires then they can come back oh. give it another go. So that way that investment isn't wow. completely gone. You're still getting something for it. And at least okay. then they've that... been trained because CS, our CSOs take like really chill reports. Like property crimes. They do parking stuff and yeah, okay. Not even parking stuff. We have a whole parking compliance department in the city for that. Do they, they answer loose dog calls? And I mean, what? They yeah, can't shouldn't be doing any union work. They'll, they'll take all, like they'll take... Um, like shoplifting calls. Uh, That's union work. Vehicle accidents that don't have any suspect info. Um, okay. 
stolen vehicles, recoveries with no suspect info. Basically, if there's no suspect info, they'll do that. Okay. They'll even do some evidence collection. Uh, they do a lot of traffic control for us whenever there's like a major scene or something like that. So they actually do okay. a decent amount. Sounds like, yeah. And by them having some law enforcement experience, it makes them a little bit better at their job. Than a civilian right. doing it. And it yeah. can kind of be seen okay. as like a direct entry program. That's an interesting roundabout. I thought so. Okay. That's a good ROI for the department. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, like... This CSO, for people well that on, don't know, is community service officer. Yeah, so, so this guy does well on, like, CSO is. code four calls where there's, like, no danger or anything like that. Like, once he gets there, like, he, he actually does a really good job of with interpersonal communication and stuff like that, but... Wow. It's, That's it's, most it's, of the job. Be, yeah, I know. But it's it's the other part when when yeah the purse snatch suspect is walking away from you and you're not grabbing them grabbing them yeah or you know the parolee at large is resisting and you don't you know grab him yeah just, well he was just put your touching hands on him. him he put hands on him he was laying his I'm gonna heal you on him he was de-escalating the situation you're healed yeah right. That's Sergeant Solo cup you have there. No, it's uh, his sticker. What is on, it? Uh, his sticker, my, okay. On my water bottle. I also have half Where's my half sticker? Uh, what the? Yours is... No, there no, we one. go. It's on this my is where cup. Mike finds out. He's got no sticker on Brandon's water cup. Uh, no, on the water bottle you don't, but you have it That's on right. my other... Um, okay. My other tumbler. All right. I won't shame you into putting it on something else. There's no room for it on this one. You can cover up one of those other ones. So speaking of half-mast, I haven't gotten any word back from Andre about my banner. But I'm sure he's working on it. Yeah, I think he's been pretty busy. He did say after Christmas. Well, it is after so. Christmas. Yes, it is. <laughs> so my week, let's see, got a new sergeant. Huh. I know I mentioned it last week, but uh, we didn't get to talk about my buddy Nick becoming the sergeant on our shift. And I think Nick actually worked in his whole life. I think he's been at the department for maybe 10 years, maybe 10 years. And maybe he worked a couple weeks on midnights. <laughs> That's like my old yeah. boss. He worked uh, midnights so. during FTO and that was it. Yeah, and I, this was, again, someone I trained. Yet another trainee as a sergeant. <laughs> oh, so anyways, uh, his first weekend, or first week with us was uh, a week, it'll be actually two weeks tomorrow night, Monday. On the 28th, I think he started with us, January 28th. And then he got to work um, New Year's Eve with us, which I was dreading the whole effing, since the calendar came out and I saw that we were actually working New Year's Eve. And then he actually got to work with us, so we told him. And, and the shift was short, which is four guys. And our other midnight shift is like the cowboy shift of our department. They fucking chase someone every night. They're fighting people every night. They're, they have lead the state and DUIs, all that stuff. So Nick came to our shift, and I told him, yeah, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. We don't do that here. <laughs> we'll take care of you. Sarge, and he's like, 
He goes, I appreciate it. And then he said to me, he said, you know, Mike, I'll, I still look up to you as a patrolman. You're my FTO. Um, people think that you get this badge and you all of a sudden, when you get a sergeant's badge or these stripes that you know everything, he says, I'll be the first person to admit I don't know shit. <laughs> so if I need something, are you okay with me asking you questions? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, so we're, all, we're a team on this, on this shift, you know. Not just because you have rank doesn't mean you can't ask a senior patrolman for questions. So we welcomed him. We didn't get him killed on New Year's Eve weekend. So So he made it through his first five shifts and the holiday shift uh, in good shape. And then we asked him, you know, Wednesday night how he's adjusting because we worked Wednesday and Thursday night this this past week. How is he adjusting to the nights? And uh, he's he's learned. You know what? He said he's actually liking it a lot because he gets more quality time with his kids, he said. Normally, if you're up during the day, your kids are running around, you see them more. But the actual where you sit down and do something with them it is not as quality as it is now because he knows now that he's going to be sleeping during the day. When he gets up, he concentrates on his kids. He has more quality time with them. And what he really likes is then they go to bed. And then he can do whatever the fuck he wants, like all night. So he's actually, I think he's trying to make it where he's only up at night. Yeah. Like I do. So he's, uh, he's adjusting well, and he's going to be just fine. We, we take care of him. But he did ask, when are you guys going for coffee? And I'm like, well, no one does that on this shift. <laughs> he's like, what? Because his whole day shift would go all go out at the beginning of the shift and go out for coffee. Uh, and on our shift, I'm yeah. the only person that gets coffee, and that's right at the beginning. We don't do that here. And then we don't go get a cup of coffee at 1 in the morning. No one else drinks coffee except for me. So I think Nick and I, Nick's his name, him and I will start, you know, doing more of that. But it's going to cut into Netflix time. So Well, you guys got to do, like, end of shift donuts, right? Like Maybe. We used like, to go like to breakfast. You guys head back to the barn. Like, you hit up a donut shop that just opened. Ours are open 24 hours. We have some that yeah, are open 24 we, hours, but there's some that, like, they open up, like, right at 4. And you okay. Get, like, just our restaurant used to, 5 o'clock, and then every morning at 10 to 5, our shift, this was years ago when I was on midnights, we would go to the back of the restaurant and just wait for them to open, and we'd every day we'd have breakfast there at 5 in the morning, which was great. Now they don't open that early anymore, so there really is only the Dunkin' Donuts to go to. But I yeah. told them we'll start hanging out more. Yeah, my buddy and I. So that was... Uh, we used to go to, a, we used to have a donut shop in our district, and we would go there on our Friday, 5 a.m., grab donuts, either orange juice, energy drink, coffee, something like that, and then hang out, have some breakfast, and then head back to the barn. Yeah, or dinner at that point. It's actually, well, yeah. it's breakfast food for dinner. the same guy. We were... <laughs> We were both driving to the work at the same time yesterday, and we both live about an hour away from where we work. And we spent the entire drive on the phone with each other, talking <laughs> crap about every other person on the freeway. Nice. A little road rage yeah. towards each other. You had someone to share it with. Yeah. All right. Well, so that was, you know, it's fun having Nick on our shift now. It's nice to have a sergeant. Uh, my buddy Dan's pissed because Dan's usually senior officer and gets money for that hmm. so now when when my buddy jimmy was our boss jimmy was also on he ran what's called nipus i told you about it before yeah. uh what's the crowd control team what do they call those guys 
Oh, we just call it a mobile field force, and it's... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's mobile it's, field force. I keep forgetting the words mobile field force. It's just made up of regular Jimmy, patrol officers. Yeah, ours, his, the NIPAS one's made up from patrol officers from all over in this jurisdiction, uh, right? Gotcha. So Jimmy has been in it so long, he was running it. He's like the commander of the mobile field force. So he was gone a lot for training. So Dan was like, all right, overtime, because he gets paid extra <laughs> to be the boss. Well, now Nick was on NIPAS... Yeah, on the bike team for the mobile field force. But now that he's becoming a sergeant, he's given that up. So he's not going to be gone as much, and Dan ain't going to be boss as much. So I think Danny just took a punch to the balls. I say he's but taking that's a okay. pay cut. Yeah, he is. So we had Nick. Nick joined us. He's now our new sergeant. And then uh, a couple things that happened I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> my buddy Jeremy was running our shift. He's on the other. He's the sergeant on the other night shift. He signed up to do some overtime on our shift, and uh, he's a big DUI guy. So it's like three quarters of the way through the shift, and we get I get a call of a three car accident, and by three car accident, it's one car hit two fucking parked cars. Right off the bat, that's a that's a call I don't want. Automatic DUI. Because <laughs> no one that's driving regularly. Is hitting through two fucking parked cars. Well, that's where you slow roll it to the car and give the guy a chance to like run away and be gone, and then all you got to do is to crash. You don't got to worry about the DUI. Oh, I did. <laughs> I would hand over the hit and run to the detectives. But I get there. There's a bunch of teenagers in the park that saw the crash. Oh, son of a bitch. The two people's cars that he hit in front of their home came out. It was a three-flat so apartment. So two, two parked cars. The crash was so loud. He crashes into the first car, which crashes into the second car. Those people hear it. They come out. There's people at McDonald's. They come out because McDonald's is right next door. There's fucking 30 people outside when I pull up. I'm like, God damn it. So we get out, and I make sure no one needs an ambulance, and this guy's walking around in a daze. And my sergeant, (laughs) he says, he walks past me, and he goes, I think he's 501. So in Illinois, what is 501? 501 is the actual DUI code, for state statute. Okay, CCS, so, it's uh, 23152 for the misdemeanor, oh, which to us, we okay. just call it a deuce. Okay. So we'll call him a deuce well, driver or something like that. Yeah. Well, we he says, he walks past me and just goes, 501. I'm like, motherfucker. The it last thing I want to do is a fucking DUI. <laughs> yeah, so he goes... He comes up to me and he's like, um, I, I get everyone's information, the people who were in the inside that their cars got hit. The one poor guy goes, I don't even have insurance for that car. I just pulled it on the street. I just bought it. I just put it on the street for five minutes. <laughs> and he gets plowed it too. So he doesn't have insurance. So I get all their stuff and they're like, that guy doesn't look right. He's not looking good. And I go, well, you know, let me talk to him and find out what's going on. Maybe yeah, he's he sick. He just hit two parked cars. <laughs> he's having yeah. a bad night. So after my sergeant walks by and goes 501, I'm like, motherfucker. So you going to write it? I get his information. I talk to him. I can smell a little bit of alcohol. I go back to my car to run him and put everything on the, in the MDT, and then I'm going to have to arrest this fucking guy. And my sergeant comes up and goes, hey, uh, if you don't want the arrest, I'll take it because he's a big DUI guy, if you just help me. And I go, you mean help, like? just process because we have to process our own prisoners and stuff i don't yeah. know if you guys have a civilian that does that so he goes yeah just 
fingerprint them, you know, do all that stuff, um, do the crash report. I'm like, all right, man. They uh, usually jail does that for us. Okay, yeah, we have to do all that stuff. Yeah, no, I take them to jail. I drop them off, and then I go, bye. You're a dick. Yeah, we don't. So Big I'm like, yeah, problem. man, that sounds like a fair That's a fair trade to me. I hate doing DUIs. He's a DUI guy. Done. He goes, all right, let's do this. He looks over at the guy. He's standing outside my squad door. He looks over at the guy and looks back at me and he goes, yeah, we're not arresting this guy. I go, what do you mean? He goes, he just shit himself. <laughs> the guy shit his pants in the street. Just standing there, shit his pants. So let this be a lesson to you, boys and girls. If you <laughs> now you're not drunk, taking him? And you don't want to shit go to yourself. jail for DUI. Shit yourself. Because Jeremy goes, I'm not putting this fucking guy in my car. I'm like, well, we got to get him out of here. Because if one civilian walks up to him and smells alcohol, there's going to be a, well, an inquiry why you didn't arrest first. the DUI driver. So I look at Drew. Drew's walking around helping. I go, hey, put that fucking guy in my car. And he's like, he shit his pants. I go, I know. Just we got to get him out of here. Put him in my fucking car. So he throws him in my car. I tell the people, I'm, here's your crash report number. I'm taking this guy. They don't know that I'm not arresting him. They think he's in trouble. So I get a tow truck out there. We tow this guy's car. I go to the station. He's sitting in the back, and he gets out, and the fir- he speaks Polish mainly, no English. And the first thing he says to me is, um, He's okay. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, but I go, yeah, I know. You shit yourself. He goes, bathroom. He said bathroom or some other word that meant bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on. So I walk him through the PD, and I let him. I should have put him in a cell to, to, to use the bathroom. But I let him use our only two bathrooms on our floor. There's a male bathroom and a female bathroom. I put him in a men's bathroom, and I stand around the corner. I'm just waiting. And then while he's in there, I run, and I write his tickets real quick, right? So I'm going to give him some tickets and this tow form and all that bullshit. And then I don't hear him come out nor walk past the squad room, but I hear the front door close. (laughs) I'm like, I look up at the monitor, and I can see him leaving the station. I'm like, fuck. So I run out there, and I go, Dude, sit. I got to write tickets. He's like, okay. I said, five minutes. No ticket. Okay. He, no, no problem. No so problem. he sits Me down. Danny thinks it's a good idea to go into the bathroom. He's like, where did you put that guy? I go, I let him go to the bathroom. He walks to the bathroom and he goes, Mike. He yells, Mike. I'm like, oh, fuck. He goes, that fucking guy jammed his fucking underwear down the toilet. His shitty underwear. He took him off. Jammed him in the toilet. You can see him in there. He didn't flush. He goes, go get that fucker. So I walk back out there. I go, come with me. He walks back, and he, he goes, I point in the bathroom, and he goes, oh, and he goes to flush. I go, no, 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 no fucking flushing. Danny goes in the processing room, grabs some rubber gloves, throws them at him, take the fucking shit out of the, out of the toilet, put it in this garbage bag. So I made him fish his shitty underwear out of the toilet, put him in the garbage can, and then Dan's like, He's dealing with the garbage can. He's going to tie up the garbage and fucking take the garbage out and stuff. So, <sighs> fucking nightmare. So we sent that guy away. But I didn't. I got out of arresting him because he shit his pants. So like Brandon like said, you, shit yourself. It sounds like you and worked then you're, a lot harder <laughs> to not arrest him than it would have no, been. No, I gave him tickets. Take him to jail. I did, a, I did the crash report and then the tow report because we towed his car. And then that's it. I didn't have to deal with him all night and babysit him all night. You know what I mean? So, I anyways. Know. I think you should just take him to jail. I know. I wasn't in the mood. 
And then um, last week we had a call in an apartment building. Someone called and said there was someone screaming in the halls. So Gio and I shoot over there. There's no one in the hallway screaming. We can't find anybody. We don't hear anything. We don't see anything. We leave. It has to be 10 minutes later. We get the call to go back for the kid who now says he had a gun pointed at him. Naturally. So we go over there, right, and we're met outside by this kid. He's on a phone, and his mom and the guy who rents the apartment, who looks like a gangbanger. He's got the teardrop, you know, on his face. Maybe he um, just suffers from chronic depression. Yeah, maybe he's sad all the time. Could be. Who knows? So he says... The kid's outside on the phone talking in the lobby or in, in the hallway, which was probably the first call from a neighbor because the kid was being loud on his phone. That was probably the person we were looking for the first time we were there. So the kid says, while he's on the phone, they have an issue with the neighbor below. He says that guy comes out, opens his door, yells at him for being on the phone, and then puts a gun out this way. He's like pointing a gun up out his door towards the ceiling at this kid. Now, this guy's apartment door is here. Stairs go up to a landing, then there's a landing, then stairs go up this way. Now, the kid's telling me he's up here on the phone, yet this guy's sticking a hand out of his door and pointing a gun at him. Oh, and the kid said that that guy's wife was then standing behind him with a machete. Guy with a gun, wife with a machete. So the the guy who runs the apartment says, you got to go in there and get him. And I'm like, where's that man? Okay. So your kid's saying, the kid's 20. I said, come back here and tell me this again. So he tells me. I'm like, can you get off the fucking phone? You're trying to talk to you. You're still on the fucking phone. Get off the phone. So he gets off the phone. Good. That bothers tells me this whole. St- yeah. I physically take people's phone, hang it up. And like yeah. Toss give it back it somewhere. No, I don't give it back to him. I hold on to it. Okay. Or like put it somewhere Until you're else done. they can't get it. All right. So now I got to go. Gio and I, it's his call, but we have to go knock on this guy's door who supposedly waved a gun around and his wife has a machete. And all I kept thinking about, and this is in all seriousness, is one, I've got four fucking months to go. Two, the officer in Bradley, Illinois, the sergeant, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, who was murdered on a barking dog call. So I go down there. Now, you walk in the apartment, the side door of the apartment building, and you either go up to the apartments up there or you go right down like maybe six steps. And then there's a short hallway, maybe three feet long, and then the door. You can't knock on the door from the fucking landing. You have to go down the stairs and stand in front of the door to knock on the fucking door. So I go down the stairs. Geo's up on the landing. I got my hand on my gun, and I knock on the door. And I think, boy, if this motherfucker just shoots through the door, I got nowhere to go. I can't go left or right. I got to run up the stairs backwards. So I knock on the door, and then I, I go to Geo. Get the fuck out of the way. I go upstairs. I open the big door that goes into the hallway. I'm standing behind it. I'm standing behind the big door like this, you know, and I got my gun out or my hand on my gun. And the guy's drunk. He answers the door. He's like, what the fuck? And, you know, goes, he's hammered. He tells me he's got a problem with these people all the time. He doesn't have a gun. We run him. He's fine. He's got no FOID card or anything. FOID was a firearm owner identification card, although he can have a weapon without having a FOID card, obviously, um, if you're a criminal, not if you're a you know, regular civilian. So the wife... She tells us her story, and they were mad that this kid was yelling on the phone, so they called us. They never 
opened the door or confronted him. Now, there's no cameras in there. We just got the word of this kid, and we got these people. We take all statements. And in the meantime, the guy who rents the apartment to this kid and his mom tells me, you know, I got a concealed carry. No, he says, I've got a FOID card, which doesn't give you in Illinois. It just says you have to have a FOID card to buy ammunition, you know, and to buy a weapon. You have to have a FOID. Yeah. You can't carry with that. You have to get a concealed carry license. And he's outside telling me, oh, I got my gun on me. I'm like, like right now, outside of your house, you have a gun on you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what this guy's going to do. I'm like, that's illegal. You can't carry that. Go back in your fucking house before we arrest you for having for a UUW. No concealed carry. So anyways, we, everything ends peacefully. We don't make any arrests or any, anything, and we leave. The next day we come in, and day shift is all over at that apartment. They're actually, the whole shift is searching for this kid, the same kid who was on the phone, threatened his mom with a knife, and then supposedly went after his mom with a knife. He's bipolar and on all kinds of meds and makes shit up all the time. (laughs) So he made that whole fucking story up the night we were there. So they had him committed. (sighs) Fuck. All right. One last thing about work. I'm pulling into work the other night, actually on Thursday night. And my deputy chief calls me as I'm backing in. And he's like, hey. What's up? I'm like, I'm just backing into my spot. What's going on? He's like, hey, why didn't you call me? I'm like, call you when? He said, last week I texted you, said call me when you're up. I'm looking at my text stream. I'm like, I never got it. Didn't get your message. He's like, oh. I go, what do you need? He's like, well, I was talking to the chief. He goes, good idea. (laughs) Yeah. How sure are you that you're retiring in four months? Like, oh, we need the body. Well, I'm like, no. I said, I don't know, Joe. Did you put me on day shift? Because that's the factor. If you put me on day shift to do trucks under the cover of the chief can move anyone anywhere because he needs, you know, certain experience in certain places. Against the contract, they can't fight it if I go on day shift to do trucks. He goes, well, no. <laughs> I didn't put you on days. And because uh, we just bid for our shifts and I pick days. But now is the time we do our vacation time. So he said to me, you know, I got to give the sergeants their vacation picks. And we're the new guy who just started in FTO training. He'll be done in like late February, I think, maybe early March. And they have to assign him to a shift. So he wanted to know if I was retiring. Because if I was, he put him on our shift because we'll then be short. Oh. And he, and I go, Joe, that's four months away. I mean, I don't know. If you're going to keep me on nights, and I said to him, not only you keep me on nights, you're going to put me on the wrong night shift. I'm with the guys I'm with, but if I was on the other shift, I'd be running it when the sergeant's gone because of my experience, which is not the case on my shift. So do you, not only are you put, keep me on nights, you're going to keep me on the same shift and you don't want to use any of my, you know, my experience, that's fine. But if, if that's the case, then yes, I'm leaving in May. Oh, well, the sergeant or the chief was wondering if you'd sign the letter of intent. If you turn, if you would turn in the letter of your intentions, I'm like, fuck no, no. Why would I want to do that? How about you go fuck yourself? Uh, yeah, go hire more people. He goes, you know, we just send someone to the academy on Monday, and 
you know, we only got four that actually made the list this time and three of them failed at everything else. So we only got to send one to the academy. I go, I get it. But here's my point. One, I can't put a paper in saying I'm going to retire in May because it's four months away. And if I decide to, I don't want to go because I like my friends and I like my job as much as I hate the shift, then I stay. Then what do you, then you guys are going to hold me to that. And two, if the fucking department didn't screw up in the first place and actually stop hiring people when they re started retiring two years ago, this wouldn't be an issue. We'd have, we're six pe people down. We would be fully staffed and I wouldn't be at nights. And then he said, well, you know, you're only going to be on nights for about 18 more months. <laughs> I go, oh, so when I'm 57, I can finally get the fuck off nights? Get the fuck out of here. So Jeez. I'm not going to put a letter in, but I'm leaving in May, I think. <laughs> so that was an interesting conversation. I said, Joe, I got to find a job. I can't just retire. You know, I, got, I told him where I was going to go. I think I'm going to go, possibly go back to the electric company. They've offered me a job back, but that process takes time. When does that application start? When do that whole ball start rolling? I don't know. So that was him pressuring me in to say I'm leaving and then turning in a letter of intent. So that's shady. Interesting conversation. All right. Enough of that bullshit. I'm sounding a little hot today on the microphone, and I don't know why. And I'm going into the red on the uh, screen, yet I've got this set at my normal settings does it seem hotter to you it it does in my headset but i turned you down all right i can't figure out what that's about but all I right blame, i blame squadcast as long as the video oh. records <laughs> yeah right let's just blame squadcast yeah why not? one last thing i wanted to touch on and oh, quickly the officer that was murdered down in bradley illinois the, the sergeant yeah i don't know if you heard everything about that case so the only thing i've heard about that case has come from you okay well the body cam footage was reviewed of course and apparently this guy and this the woman that he was with the ship bag he had multiple outstanding warrants for failure to appear warrants ftas what we call them out here right and I don't know what those charges were that he didn't show up on, but they're familiar with this guy, and they must live at that hotel because they're always going over there. So the sergeant pulls up with the, the other patrolman, and they know this guy's got warrants. And their initial complaint was the barking dogs in the car, and these people own the dogs. So they go up to the uh, hotel room to make contact with someone that they know has a warrant, and is a violent offender. Two officers, sergeant patrolman. Knock on the door. The girl answers the door. The guy's in the room. They address the girl. You know, you got dogs barking out in your car. Uh, we need you to just please take care of them. The girl goes to shut. She walks past, she pushes past the police officer. And she goes to shut the door. As she's coming out, she's going to push her way out and shut the door. Sergeant opens the door, and the girls now walk past. And then the kid inside the shit bag has a rifle. He shoots the sergeant. It goes in one shoulder, goes through, comes out the other shoulder, now rendering her arms completely useless. She can't move her hands, arms. 
She turns to run. He continues to shoot at her. She's running down the hall. He's shooting at her. She goes down. He runs up with a pistol. He's got a pistol now. Tries to shoot her, execute her. It jams. He gets his girlfriend to try and help him unjam his weapon. When the sergeant's telling him, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. He finally ends up just ditching that weapon and taking out the sergeant's weapon and putting it under her chin and then executing her. That's the fucking piece of shit that she was just dealing with. So a friend of mine who works with me, who worked for Chicago for 30 years, he had uh, someone had seen the body camera and sent that to him, the description, and then uh, gave it to us. So I told him I was going to let our listeners know to the evil that is out there is real. Yeah. And uh, you can second guess why they made contact with this person at all for a barking dog complaint, knowing he had, you know, a couple warrants. Why not wait for him to come out and go to his car and then ambush him with a warrant team or SWAT team or whatever. But anyways, that's how that fucking sergeant was executed, which you won't hear on the news nope. at all. No, you won't. All right. Time to do our honor roll for the fallen officers of 2022 in January. So the first few of the year. Dallas Police Department, Dallas, Texas. Police Officer Christopher Gibson. His cause of death was COVID-19. And his end of watch was January 2nd, 2022. And now my computer's frozen. So... North Carolina Highway Patrol Trooper John Sumter Horton. His end of shift was January 3rd, 2022. He was struck and killed by a patrol car while conducting a traffic stop near the intersection of High Shoals Church Road and Goods Grove Church Road in Mooresboro at about 9 p.m. It says he was struck and killed by a patrol car. But the way this reads is that he was killed on a traffic stop. So uh, Trooper Horton was, had detained the driver of the vehicle and was standing on the shoulder of the roadway with the subject. Another trooper arriving at the scene, oh, okay, at the scene to back him up, lost control of his patrol vehicle and collided oh. with Trooper Horton's patrol car, which was then pushed into Trooper Horton and the detained sus- subject. The detained subject died at the scene. Trooper Horton died after being transported to a hospital in Spartansburg, South Carolina. He had served with the North Carolina Highway Patrol for 15 years. He survived by his wife, six children, parents, sister, and two brothers. Does it say how old he was? Uh, let's see here. Yes, 42. he was 42 years old. 15 years of service. Sorry, my, my website just came back. All right. Want to do the next one, too? Since mine is... Well, you can do those because I got the... Uh, Okay. The puppers. Uh, the third one is Deputy Sheriff Brian Venada of the Curry County Sheriff's Office in New Mexico. His end of watch was January 3rd, 
2022 from COVID-19 as well. So that's three, two from COVID and then one from being struck by a patrol car, which it sounds like he was standing what we call the death zone, right? In between your car and the rear of the other car. So So then we also have two canines. Yes. So we have canine Benji from the Heflin Police Department in Alabama. His end of watch was January 5th, 2022. Benji was struck and killed by a passing vehicle while conducting an open-air narcotic sniff during a traffic stop. Um, He had served with the Heflin Police Department for five years, and he was a seven-year-old good boy. And canine Jedi of the Seattle Police Department. He also passed away on January 5th, 2022. And Jedi was stabbed to death while attempting to apprehend a burglary suspect in the 2200 block of South Eddy Street at about 2.45 p.m. A resident in the home called 911 to report a subject armed with a machete uh, that was attempting to break in. Responding units encountered the subject, who then fled on foot. Officers pursued him to the 6700 block of Swift Avenue, where K-9 Jedi was released to perform an apprehension. The man fatally stabbed Jedi during the apprehension and then stabbed an officer in the face before being shot and killed. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give us... At Jedi least these age. fuckers dead. So It says, unknown breed, no age. Yeah, no age, no time of service or anything like that. Wow. Okay. All right. On to the woodworking portion. What you got? Not much. (laughs) (laughs) I got dick. So, because I've been down and out for the last week, I haven't had a chance to get into the shop. I'm going to try tomorrow um, to start on the... Uh, Betsy Ross flag that I got for a friend and then I'm cool. going to try to do two projects at once. I'm going to try to also get going on that charging station that is uh, long overdue. And then I need to finish off uh, our pantry doors so that we can get going on the uh, I think the next part that we're going to work on is the uh, the countertops. So we've been trying to figure out what would be the next logical so there's a jackass that lives behind my house. <laughs> I know. If he's not revving his shitty car's engine, it's yeah. it's like an 80s Civic. Then he's, he's got that little fucking firecracker muffler on it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And then... Well, your dog hates it too. Yeah. And it sets him off. <laughs> and then that wakes up the okay. baby. And it's, uh, I just swear to God, just give me a clear line Good of sight. Stuff. Just give me a clear line of sight. <laughs> Use a revolver. There will be no shell casings left no, behind. I'm really good at policing my breast. Yeah. So that's but, it for you, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's been a lot of kind of planning stuff and then figuring out what we want to do next. So I think what we're going to end up doing with the countertops is instead of trying to fill all the grout lines and then pour the epoxy over it, I think I'm going to knock off the bullnose edge all along the okay. perimeter. And then I'm going to have, um, I'm going to put an MDF top over the tile and then pour over that. 
Okay. Save me a little bit. In How are you going to adhere the MDF to the tile? Construction adhesive. That'll work. So that'll sit on there. Pour. Uh, Is the tile porous it. enough to, to get that glue in there? It should be. Okay. Or I'll just throw some fab beads of it on the grout lines. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that should work. Because that'll. Yeah. Okay. So That's cool. When are you going to start gonna that be, mess? I don't know. We got to finish the pantry doors first, and then we got to we have to measure out the counters to see what kind of square footage we're going to have to order, and then price that out, and then decide if we're going to wait until tax season comes in, or if that's something that we can just do whenever we get a a chance to do it. Ordering the epoxy, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Because we're going to go through, I think, stone coat countertops and get their uh, their countertop epoxy mix. Are you going to make it look like marble? Yep. That's the plan is to make it look like white marble with some veining in it. John Malecki, okay. John Malecki actually put out a video today <laughs> of using that oh. kind of stuff. Doing the same exact kind of look that we're going for. So, Okay. So we were watching that this I used morning. to watch a lot of his videos. I love his stuff. He's gotten so huge now in the woodworking and everything else he does. I love his shop. Yeah. And he played played for the Steelers. He some, did. One of these players say they played. They were on a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's he played longer in the NFL than I have. He did. <laughs> but it's, uh, these are facts. <laughs> you know, sometimes I see these advertisements for a former NFL star, and it's like yeah. Joe it's Smith, like, who played on 18 teams and is always on the practice squad. Yeah, it's like, dude, you were a practice like, squad what? player. Like, you, you right. Played, yes, There's you a difference. You were closer to the NFL than I was, but... Right. I could play a practice squad player. Shit, I, I could return kicks and get the snot kicked out of me. Maybe I could be like a practice I'm fast squad enough. punter. I was fast enough. Oh, I, speaking of punting, I, I saw Robbie Gold punted twice for you today. Yeah, because our punter decided he was going to try and make a tackle, and he died. Oh. Now at least he, he got Robbie. Yeah. I think he's got a concussion or something. But yeah, I, really, I was really you impressed might have with to how well sign Robbie a punter. Uh, punted today. I didn't get to see him, but maybe I'll watch some replays. So is that it for your uh, your shop stuff? That's it, man. I'm okay. going to try to get out there tomorrow and do a couple things, but it all depends on how all everyone right. else feels. What about you? How's your, uh, how's your shop time been? Guess what I did? You finally delivered that I got that to deliver flag. that five-foot flag. <laughs> so I want, I'm so excited because I uh, not only did I get rid of it, but... I pulled into the parking lot at the same time the chief secretary is pulling, and she saw the back of my truck that says handcuffs and sawdust podcast. So she goes, you, and then she saw my license plates, which say MM58, which is my initials and my badge number, mm-hmm. and they're White Sox plates. So she said, uh, you got to be Mike. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. She goes, perfect. Chief's uh, picking up a cake for someone who's retiring today, so he'll be in in a few minutes. I'm like, all right. So I lugged this huge ass flag in there up the stairs i was going to have them open it remember i told you i was bringing a knife with me yeah and i was going to film it while they opened it but chief came in uh chief mike simo he came from another police department uh the actual addison police department and uh those that department i did three flags for and their big chalkboard or their big cork board that says uh Actually, what this is right here, 
That's the first one I engraved up at Jonathan's. I spelled heroes wrong. It's not how these officers died that made them heroes, but how they lived. So, uh, and then I got the badge right here above my head that was one of the, uh, this one was poplar stained and engraved that I was going to do for this big flag that I'm doing, but they wanted it painted, not stained. So I got to meet Chief Mike Simo. Uh, he got my name from uh, one of the deputy chiefs in Addison. And while I was waiting for him, I met two more of his command staff, Deputy Chief Mike Wetzel and uh, this guy, Lieutenant or Commander Brian. He's like a big monster. His hand just kind of engulfed me. It's, he's huge. And they all know, even the secretary who led me in, sh her husband's a police officer on NIPIS and knows my buddy Jimmy, who I was just telling you, runs the mobile field for us. So, like, oh, yeah, Jim Scheib. And this Chief Mike knows him, and the Deputy Chief Mike knows him. So I'm like, hey, how's Jimmy doing? So I told the deputy chief about the story when Jimmy and I went to the west side to recover a stolen BMW, and my sergeant Jim said, let's go get this fucking car. we got to stop these fucking guys from just stealing our shit, and we're on the west side, the two of us, with radios that don't work, calling for, and we can't call for help, end up you know, recovering the car after he sent... Did I ever tell you that story? Yeah, you did. We, we okay. talked about maybe leaving the city. Once. We went on a field trip for a little bit. and Yeah, so... Uh, Deputy Chief Weitzel said, uh, I'd go to Austin with you and Jimmy anytime. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so he found out that we actually have a, a podcast, and he's listening to the podcast, and he sent me an email the other night and said he loves the podcast. And they were also looking into now ordering these stars. He oh, said, cool. can you do me a favor and put, down, put a price together? I'm going to do an internal memo to see if anybody would like to order a star, and can you engrave their badge number on it? And I'm like, yes. So I did up a quick uh, a quote for them to do the star like this, either with poplar stained and painted or poplar painted or MDF painted. So they're going to get the three different types that they can do, and they can have the lettering gold for command staff if they want, and then silver or white for the regular patrolman. So got that all going on, so that's pretty cool. I made flag number 100, which if you're watching YouTube, you can see behind me. It's for a company called Detail Lab Pros. They're a car detailer. They're actually right next door to the window tent guy and the graphics guy who did my uh, sign for the podcast that's on my truck and tinted my windows on my truck, cutting edge window tinting. And he's, he started in 2019, and he, he wanted it to say, his company saying is, we make it happen, established 2019. So that's engraved on the flag. And I actually uh, did a, a first practice run of his logo on the CNC, and I screwed it up with the lettering with the wrong bit. So I cut off the lettering, and I made him this little sign. It's just going to be a surprise for him. I'll hang a little tooth, uh, sawtooth hanger. hanger on the back. Yeah, and uh, he can either hang this up at his house or in the shop next to the flag. So the flag is just black and burned. It's pine. I don't I like normally it. do pine, I like but it. I have. It looks good. It looks sharp, right? I asked him if he wanted the actual letters painted or the logo painted white, and he said, no, I just like the raw color. I'm like, cool. So I gave him a choice. And then I'm finishing up a Chicago flag bottle opener that was an Etsy order as well. And uh, that's what I'm going to do tonight. As soon as we're done, polyurethane everything, and then wrap up the flag so I can ship it out in the morning, and then I'm, I'm done. I think mainly what I want to do is I had to move my table saw yesterday to router in the grooves for the new Harvey Industrial Tools miter gauge that's coming 
from my buddy John Erickson at Zero Dark Thirty Woodworks, who will be my shout out because sounds like a shout out of the week. That's a shout out of the month or the year so far. <laughs> so uh, you and I were talking on our Instagram live last week before the show, and I mentioned I was going to buy one of those, and they're like three hundred and fifty bucks. And there's a number of guys on our in our community that have discount coupon codes. And Jonathan had texted us during the show and just said to shoot him a DM. So when I did, explained that he won his. He, he bought the saw, so he got one with it. He won a second one from Jason Bent doing a giveaway, and he's just going to ship it to me. All I had to do was pay for shipping. And I'm like, dude, I need to pay you some money for it. And he's like, nope. So shipping was $39. That's it. So I sent him 100 bucks. I don't care what he says. <laughs> like, I guess he sent him a shirt. And yeah, he'll get more stuff from me, but. I just want him to have at least more than $39. So yeah. uh, I want, he's, so it made my year. He's sending me that and it should be here Tuesday, actually, I think. So I'll have it in time for Wednesday when I come back in the shop. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to engrave it, not engrave, but make a uh, spoil board for my laser. Have it kind of gridded out so I can align things a little bit easier. Because that's the thing that okay. takes the longest for me is getting it aligned where I want it. This is all trial and error. Yeah. So I can frame the, uh, the image and my laser will go around where it's going to be. And okay. then that's how I get it close. And then I'll start going and move my, move it to the edge of the image. Fire okay. the laser at like 5% power so I can see the, the dot and then make sure it's where I want it. Sounds like a pain in the ass. It is. So if I can get a spoil board in one place that I can put like a little right angle deal, I can just right there and then it's oh, good to go. Awesome. Okay. So that'll be a lot faster. Good. Well, get on it. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my supervisor. <laughs> okay. I'm somebody's supervisor. You're not the boss of me, Mike. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Don't forget, new episodes of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast are available every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. Also available on YouTube, Sometimes. normally the same week at some point, <laughs> um, unless something doesn't work. So uh, this week we do have video, so we will have this on YouTube. Last week, I'm like Brandon, I said to Brandon earlier, I've got him recorded, and you can hear me. I might just put up a still photo of me or... Someone that looks like me, like George Clooney or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. The resemblance. I think I could sell people on that. You should put, <laughs> yeah, you should put a picture of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> no. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> think so? Yeah. People don't forget Alec. You killed I might somebody. Do that. We'll see. I, I might do that. For now, I got nothing else to say to Brandon except go Cowboys because before we record next week, unless they're playing on Monday night... Which will be no, recording on, on that on night. Sunday. They haven't released the schedule yet, have they? Yeah, they did when we were doing the Instagram live. Oh, what time? Because I didn't see if I have to I wake didn't catch up the early. time. I just said Sunday afternoon. Because I have to work. All right. Hopefully it's at 3 o'clock. Sunday's off. Fuck you. I'm going to be so drunk. <laughs> After the Cowboys pound your team, you're going to need those beers. No. Thanks so, for listening. With the, as, much, as much shit as you're talking, I hope... Oh, Thanks for watching. Oh, my God. I, oh. Be safe on the street and in the shop. Peace. Deuces.
subscribe, like, things, share. Come on.